Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Let us begin today with the words of the psalmist, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Ah, the word revive. What a wonderful word. And this is our word study today that is just ahead from our broadcast of International Gospel Hour. First of all, we appreciate our Jay Webb, our announcer, for welcoming us to our program today. Throughout our broadcast, you'll hear Jay speak of our free study materials that we make available in every broadcast. We also will tell you a little bit about our involvement on social media, of which you can be a part. And with that being said, thank you, our listeners. We appreciate hearing from you, your comments, your requests for our study material. We want to remind you that everything we offer here on International Gospel Hour broadcast, absolutely free. That's right. We don't want your money. We don't ask for any type of gift of your choice that we may send you something. We leave that totally up to you as far as the study material. It's absolutely free. We want you to know that. It is our honor to share that with you because of your interest in the things that be of God and for listening to us today. You have a choice of what you listen. And for what you listen to each and every day, we're thankful that you consider us in your study your devotional, and your time. We are grateful and want you to know that with our toll-free number of 1-855-IGH-6988, you can reach out to us and leave a comment or request material. Maybe we've brought something forth on a broadcast that you'd like to hear a little bit more about. We will do our very best to address those requests. Again, thank you to our dear listeners for tuning in to our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. Now let's go back and talk about the words of the psalmist in Psalm 85, beginning with verse 6, when he asked, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Then he continues in verse 7, Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Again, that's Psalm 85, verses 6 through 8. Let's think about this text to where we note that God's people, the faithful of God, rejoice. They rejoice because of the mercy of God. To walk in the forgiveness of God and to walk in his mercy and his grace. To have mercy from the Almighty. What a beautiful thought. Because of the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, the faithful of God rejoice. You see, not only the mercy of God shed upon our lives, but because of the salvation that is in Christ, salvation where there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, Romans 8, verse 1. I would submit to you that the faithful of God rejoice because of the message of peace. 
You know, the gospel is a message of peace. We understand from the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and verse 15 to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You see, when one is obedient to the gospel, there is a peace within, a peace within that there is salvation in Christ and of God's mercy. We place all of this together from Psalm 85, verses 6 through 8, and how thankful we are, but note the end of verse 8. There must be a renewed direction. Now note, he said, but let them not turn back to folly. Don't turn back into a way of the world of which one has come from. Do not turn back into the world, because look at the disadvantage. There's no mercy. There's no mercy upon us other than God and His mercy awaits. But there's no salvation. The message of peace was not effective. But, dear friends, for the one that is revived, the mercy of God continues. The salvation that is in Christ gives assurance. The message of peace helps us to press onward. You know, friends, when we think about that word revive, we need reviving every day. You know, the word is in the Scripture 16 times, the word revive or reviving. You know, when we think about that word, dear friends, that is not a word that is reserved for a certain time of preaching. Now, I realize we use the word revival in a lot of opportunities, a lot of gospel meetings, things of that nature and all, and I understand that. But you know, the word itself means to keep or make alive, to live again, or to restore. Dear friends, we should be revived as God's children every day to keep us alive. It revives us. It refreshes us. To make alive gives hope to the person that needs the mercy of God. To live again would be to come back to life, to restore one. When you look at its definition, dear friends, we all fall into one of those categories. Either we need to be kept alive serving, we need to be made alive, or we need to be restored once again because we fell away. Now, dear friends, I realize that when you look at this word, there's so much there. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take the word revive today, R-E-V-I-V-E, and I'm going to create an acrostic. I'm going to take each letter of the word revive and present a characteristic of being revived unto God. I hope you'll enjoy this study today. It is one of my favorites, and I love to share that, and thankful that I'm sharing it with you here through our broadcast of International Gospel Hour. Now, before we get into our study, as we are discussing text from the Old Testament, specifically the book of Psalms, we have a special two-part series that we would love to send you absolutely free for your personal study, and here's our J-Web with more details. The Apostle Paul spoke of things from the Old Testament as things written for our admonition, according to 1 Corinthians 10.11, and in Romans 15.4 as written for our learning. We have two wonderful studies from within the book of Psalms, a study that will admonish us and help us grow in our learning. These two studies are sent with one mailing, and it's yours absolutely free. 
please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Psalm Study in the message box. It's yours for the asking. Now, let's go back to Jeff. With the word revive, let's begin with the letter R, respond. You know, to be revived requires a response. Let's think about our lesson text from Psalm 85, verses 6 through 8, that one is to hear what the Lord will speak and not turn again to folly. In other words, one must heed what is said. In Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, the parable of the rich man and the foolish man, we think about this little verse or these verses that we sometimes sing in the little song at vacation Bible school or in Bible classes with our children about the wise man. You know, the only difference in the wise man and the foolish man was one did what was asked. Listen to this text. In Matthew 7:24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand." And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Dear friends, when one hears the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel message, and an individual has a life that needs revived or to be made alive, a decision needs to be made. A person can decline being revived and not be made alive, therefore they are dead. An individual who once walked according to the Word of God, that walked away from it and lives according to the world, to turn down that opportunity again would be quite tragic. Those are the words of Peter in 2 Peter 2, 20-22. Let's think about this for a moment. If a person is not a Christian, obviously they need revived or made alive again. What would bring a person to life spiritually? Well, we understand, first of all, they need to believe. Dear friends, that is rather interesting. I know a lot of people that will tell you, well, I believe in God and I try to do good, but that's about it of their religious work. That's about it concerning their faith. When we take the Word of God, we understand that in Romans 10:17 that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So the Word of God is the tool by which true biblical faith is to come and to understand that faith. In Hebrews 11:6, we know that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. 
Jesus in John 8 and verse 24 reminds us that unless we believe that He is the one, He is the Christ, we will die in our sins. Therefore, faith is vitally important. But dear friends, not faith by itself. True biblical faith moves a person into the direction God would have them to go. To simply say, I believe, is not sufficient. For in James 2.19, we understand how the demons believe, yet they tremble. No one would affirm that a demon is saved by faith alone, because they believe, yet tremble. I think of those in John 12.42 and 43, who did believe on him, but failed to confess him, lest they be cast out of the synagogue. Now, dear friends, do you think their faith saved them? With faith and true biblical faith, it requires a change. When we see the word repent in Acts 2 and verse 38, on the day of Pentecost there were those that gathered, and they did believe in God. And they believed, and when they heard the preaching of Christ, they asked what they should do. Already believing, Peter told them to repent and be baptized. The word repentance there means a change of heart. Some translations has Peter saying, change your hearts. Repentance, I love to define it this way, a change of decision that responds in a change of direction. The person in their heart says, I want to follow Christ. I no longer want to live this life. Repentance is commanded by the Christ in Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. We understand that repentance unto life was granted to the Gentiles, Therefore, to all the world, Acts 11 and verse 18. On Mars Hill, Paul acknowledged in Acts 17, verses 13 and 31, that there were times of ignorance that God winked at, but now commands men everywhere to repent. There needs to be repentance in our lives. When we repent of our sins, we confess our faith in Christ. We must make that confession as the eunuch did in Acts 8 and verse 37. When before he stepped into the water to be baptized, Philip told him, If you believe with all your heart, you may. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What a wonderful confession. And Jesus taught us if we confess him before men, he'll confess us before his Father in heaven. And that is from Matthew 10:32. We understand that with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. And then one is baptized into Christ for the remission of sins. Dear friends, it is a tragic thing that within the religious world there is much division and disagreement over the teaching of baptism. How much plainer can it be than Mark 16:16 16, when Jesus said, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. The words of Christ should settle that. When we see baptism, we see baptism is the part of salvation that moves one into Christ. Romans 6, 3 through 6, and Galatians 3, verses 26 and 27. Going back to Romans 6, are we not speaking of being revived or made alive again? Well, dear friends, it's through the act of baptism and its action that we crucify the old man of sin, we put him to death within the death of Christ, and we are raised to walk in a newness of life. Dear friends, there is the reviving within baptism. Baptism is not a work of man, but we would submit to you that, biblically speaking, it is a work of God. 
through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead, Colossians 2.12. What is that? Being buried in baptism. We also realize that there are those that walk today that need to respond to the Lord who once did, but walked away from his church, walked away from faithful living. Again, we are reminded of the words of Peter in Second Peter 2, beginning with verse 20, that speaks of one that, had they not heard the word of Christ, had not heard the gospel, it would have been better for them than to have known it and turned from the holy commandment. The comparison of a dog returning to his vomit again and the sow that was washed, the hog that's returning to its mire or mud, is a tragic thought. We need to, as Christians, to keep in mind the words of Hebrews 3 and verse 12, to take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Again, dear friends, in revival, the word respond. It is our choice. The Lord grants the opportunity. May we press onward. How about the letter E? Eagles. Now, why am I choosing that? I love the thought of Isaiah 40, beginning with verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth? Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, an eagle can expand its wings within a storm. It allows the storm winds to lift the eagle higher above the storm to where the calm is located. As a revived soul, we need to think about that benefit, that as one is revived and they are made alive, or they are kept alive, rather, we are able to expand our wings with the strength of the Lord to take us above the storms and to help us within. We are going to face storms in life, dear friends, and God will guide us through if we are revived souls living faithful for Him. The word revive, I submit to you, the first letter V. How about vision? I think about a revived spirit has that better direction, the right direction. In Proverbs 29.18, the Bible says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now, when I think about that verse, when we see that where there is no vision, sometimes we think about vision there as a goal that we create. But in the context, he that keeps the law, happy is he. The word vision there, let's think about the New King James translation, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Now see, where there is vision, or to where there is a revelation, or if you will, where there is the Scripture. Where we put that aside, we cast off restraint. But as we continue to walk in that Word, which gives us the proper vision, we have the Word of God, the deep root of studying within to sustain the challenges of life and also to face those challenges as well. It lets us know where we are going. It keeps us revived. How about the letter I? The letter I involved in the word revive. Should not an individual who is revived be active within the work and the labor of the Lord? For the works and the service that we do express our faith. In James 2 and verse 18, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. 
Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Now, works are not what a man does to be saved, dear friends. Works are what a saved man does. It expresses his faith, his obedience. The revived spirit is helped into the right direction by one being actively involved within the Lord's work. It's always the one piece of advice I give the new Christian or the restored soul. Find yourself a labor of faith that you can use in serving the Lord, and let us help that individual along. Now, dear friends, we're talking about being revived, and maybe you're thinking, I need a better way of life. I need to begin now. Dear friends, one thing that will help you more than anything is further Bible study on your own. The initiative to take the Bible into study together. And we will help you with this study. It's absolutely free. comes to you by mail. Let's pause at our broadcast and get you a pencil, piece of paper. Jot this down, dear friends, for our J-Web will tell you how you can receive our free Bible study course by mail. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. A revived soul is a victorious soul. How about that second letter V of revive? Why, that would stand for victory. In 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, being involved, the letter I, reminds us of our victory that is through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are able to continue to stand, to abound in the work of the Lord, knowing our labor is not in vain. Dear friends, it reminds the Christian to remain alive. Victory. We conclude with the letter E. Eternity. You know, dear friends, the decisions that we make this hour will find the door of eternity resting on its hinges. The decision to obey the gospel of Christ is an eternal decision. When we decline the opportunity, there may not be another chance. I heard a story of a preacher whose brother told him he was going to become a Christian on a Sunday. Sadly, he died on Saturday. His decision was made where to spend eternity. From Acts 26, Agrippa said, almost. A couple of chapters earlier in Acts 24, Felix said, go until later. But there's no record of their response for Jesus Christ. We think about that rich farmer in Luke 12, verse 20 who laid aside his plans, but he had nothing planned for God, and therefore nothing planned in eternity. Verse 20 of Luke 12, God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you, then whose will those things be which you have provided? 
So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now let's summarize this together, dear friends. The word revive means to make alive, to make alive again, or to restore. Let's try that again, dear friends. To make alive, to keep alive, or to make alive again, to restore. So we're somewhere. The word revive, let us respond. When we respond, we have the strength as eagles with the proper vision that involves us because we are victorious in Christ as we aim toward eternity, R-E-V-I-V-E, revive. Let's pause here for a moment, dear friends, and I'll come back and wrap up our broadcast. But now a few words about the International Gospel Hour on social media. Why not follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors, of which you are a part as a listener and a supporter. We would love to have you as a follower on social media. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, with a powerful word like revive, a biblical word, we no longer have to bear our struggles. We can be revived through Jesus Christ. And just like that man, the rich farmer in Luke 12, our soul will be required of us, and we will answer for the things done in our lives. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Let us help you in your study and pursuit of these matters. If you have any question, any concern, something you're wondering about, please reach out to us through our website at internationalgospelhour.com or call us at 1-855-IGH-6988. We will help you with study material, and we will help you in your walk with Jesus Christ, and we'll help you to begin that walk should you desire. But for now, we'll continue these studies together at another time. And thanks for joining me today here on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, as always, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.